Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Jeff Henderson. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being a part of Launch University. It's Jeff with you. And if you've been around for a while, you've heard us talk about that we want to help you take good ideas, turn them into reality, and sustain them, and to help make the world a better place. And one of the ways we want to do that is to bring in front of you some of our friends and some people that we have huge respect for and just let you learn from them. And today is no exception. My good friend, Dr. Tim Irwin, is with us today. And Tim just got through speaking to our Gwinnett church staff. Tim, you did a phenomenal job. And I'd just love to kind of continue the momentum of what you did with our staff. But before we go on, um, for the folks that may not be familiar with, this, with your story, tell us a little bit about the Tim Irwin story. Jeff, thank you. We had a great time with your yeah. staff and very energetic conversation this morning. I am by background an organizational industrial psychologist, but I've become a consultant over the years and love to speak, written four books, and love to talk about how we lead from within. The person inside us uh, has to be strong. And um, so that's really what I love to talk about. It's interesting. You actually, we talked about this before we went on the air, you actually interviewed David Farmer when he was going through <laughs> his Chick-fil-A, one of our Launch University founders. And so um, in terms of an industrial psychologist, you've seen all kinds of work cultures. You've seen all kinds of good leadership opportunities, bad leadership opportunities. And that's why I really wanted to talk about this book, Extraordinary Influence. But from your perspective, t- talk about influence that you've seen that has been extraordinary. I've had the privilege of working with, interviewing, talking with over 10,000 leaders over a very long period of time, and some of those people have been unbelievably effective. They're extraordinary in their ability to influence and lead others. I've seen others who were toxic, uh, who diminished other people, and were ultimately very ineffective. In fact, I wrote a book about derailment. Right. That's the ultimate departure from an organization is to derail and be forced out. So I've seen quite a few in both categories. And the question that you're really getting at in this book, though, and this is good, for, this is helpful for all of us launchers. It's also helpful for all of us parents, brothers, sisters, spouses. You're getting, and you started with this question and, uh, at the beginning of our staff meeting today. So tell us that question that really leads us into the conversation. Well, I've been on a career-long search of trying to figure out how do you bring out the best in another person. Right. And ultimately, that's the job of leadership. Yeah. It's also the job of a parent or a coach or a teacher. But I uh, ask free CEOs frequently, how many of you believe that many, maybe not all of the people in your organization are capable of contributing at a higher level than they currently are? And, and Jeff, I get 100% yes mm-hmm. to that question. Mm-hmm. So the follow-up question is if they're capable of contributing at a higher level, then why aren't they? Right. And the third is the most difficult, and that is, what do you do about it? How do you bring out the best in people? And so I've spent many, many hours reflecting on that, and the good news is that we're starting to get some answers. And um, there's some things that we can do that really do cause people to flourish and thrive. Mike Ducker, who's the uh, retired, recently retired CEO of FedEx, said he was always looking for that person with that 20% discretionary effort. It's that ability to go beyond what's expected. It's the FedEx delivery person who says, you know, I'm going to walk 20 more steps, but put this undercover, put this package undercover. Hmm. And if there are things that leaders can do 
to bring out that discretionary part of a person's capability, that's really important. And what was fascinating to me as well is this isn't just theory. This is actual brain research that you're talking about. And so to lead us into that, so if, if we want to get, you know, uh, we want to lead people to f- figure out what they are truly capable of, and we all would say, yes, I think all of us 100% would say that's just not true for the team. It's true for me as well. Talk about the brain research in terms of wh- wh- what you're helping us discover. We have developed capabilities in the last seven, eight years that allow us to study the brain in a much more scientific, observable way. And the short and simple answer is that we found that affirmation does some extraordinary positive Mm -hmm. things for the brain. And the results are broad. I mean, just it buffers stress. It it, uh, helps people to be more creative, better problem solvers. It just does a lot of different things. And I think it's part of the keys to bringing out the best in others. It's just affirmation. I noticed that one of the lists that you, you showed us is, was actually immunity. That affirmation actually physically helps you. It boosts physical immunity. And so it seems strange that an f- affirmation would do that, but there are all these positive things that happen inside the brain and then cascade into our bodies as a result of that. Now, the problem is that I, as you remember, in the group today, I said that our culture is filled with words of death. Right. And we see that the brain is wired. The amygdala, part of the brain, is on constant alert. It's asking, am I safe? Mm-hmm. And very often the answer to, to many people is, no, I'm not safe in right. this organization. Right. Because it's full of words of death. And people say, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. Or I'm going to light a fire under you. There are all these phrases that... Uh, cause people to basically be apprehensive. And when that happens, when that part of the brain is engaged, it cuts off access to the part of the brain that's really responsible for innovation, creativity, and problem The very thing we want people to do, the very thing we want to do to bring the best out of people is limited because of the way that we speak to people or act towards them. You you had the phrases, put their feet to the fire and light a fire under them. You actually shared with us where those two statements come from. Can you do that? The uh, phrase, uh, put their feet to the fire, was a torture method used in the Middle Ages to get <laughs> it's heretics. Exactly. Yeah. To get heretics to recant. And they literally would put people's feet to the fire to torture them to get them to change their views. Uh, build a fire under them came from London in the 1800s where the, the chimneys were very tall and narrow. And so the chimney sweep would be trying to get up in there, and the boss would say, if you don't go to the top of this, I'm going to build a fire under you. And so these are uh, just phrases that people use routinely uh, in the workplace. I I actually heard this. I didn't use this in the group today, but I actually heard a a CEO say, there's nothing so clarifying as a good public hanging. Hmm. And what he meant by that was that if you fire somebody that everybody knows about, it sends the message. But think about the message it sends. It's a message of intimidation, of threat. If you don't do the right thing, uh, you're going to suffer the consequences. And what we now know, what we have definitive proof of, is that the brain responds very negatively to that information and shuts down the very part of the brain that we need. Mm -hmm. So knowing this, why do you think it's so hard for many organizations to, to, to leverage the power of affirmation? Why are there so many toxic work cultures? Well, I ask parents sometimes, why do you yell at your kids? And the answer is it works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, right. 
Now, it's not sustainable, right. and it doesn't build mature, responsible, self-managed children, mm-hmm. but it does get short-term results. It's the right. same reason coaches yell at their players. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it gets their attention. So I think we have a history, and I talked about how one of the jobs of a leader is to lead, to motivate people, mm-hmm. to get out in front of them. And I think words of death do have an influence. They, they, they make an impact. They get mm-hmm. people to do things. But it doesn't develop a mature, creative, uh, innovative workforce. Mm-hmm. So you have the three faces. Can we talk about that? And really, ultimately, we're getting to – love for you to talk about the core. So talk about those three. Well, I talk about how leaders and really all people have three faces – the outward face is our style. It's our manner. And mm-hmm. everybody's taken a disc or a right. Myers-Briggs or some of these other very helpful tools to talk about our outward-facing style. And we have different styles. And I think when you're affirming people, it's important to say, hey, your manner was very good. You know, you, you had a very calming influence mm-hmm. uh, on a particular individual or you really helped the meeting by your manner. Mm-hmm. The second phase is our competence or the conduct of the leader. It's the, it's the actions, what a person does. And I think that's another target of affirmation. The first target of affirmation is the style, our manner. Second is our competence. And you can say, I think you did an outstanding job of organizing that meeting, getting the right people there, leading the meeting, facilitating, and getting the answers you needed. And you involve people, and it just worked very well. You know, people from across the organization are now excited about this project, and mm-hmm. you did a great job on that. Mm-hmm. That's a way of affirming what somebody does. The most powerful affirmation, though, is to the core. And, you know, in the group this morning, I asked how many, how many of you talked to yourselves. Mm-hmm. And about half the group sheepishly raised their hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they didn't want to admit it. But the fact is we all do. Right. And so— the core is that person inside us that speaks, that forms ideas, that has feelings, and we all have that person living inside us. In fact, we talk to ourselves, and the, the scientists tell us that we speak to ourselves twice as much as we talk to others. I was in the gym two days ago, and I was just feeling so lazy and worthless, and I couldn't get myself going. And I was standing in front of this weight bar, and I finally said, come on, get with it. <laughs> and, you know, who was I talking right, to? Right, <laughs> I wasn't right. talking to the guy next to me. Right, right. I was talking to myself. So the core, though, is where real transformation occurs. And it's where our beliefs reside. Tiger Woods said, I told myself I didn't have to follow the normal rules. And when you believe that, you act on it. Mm-hmm. And so the core, though, is when we affirm the core, there's a special language that the core hears. And it's really about character. Mm-hmm. It's about integrity, it's about resilience, it's about judgment, those types of characteristics. And when we affirm somebody in that way, we speak words of life. So that's the difference. Mm -hmm. We're speaking, and words of life bring life. They bring us to life. Right. So, love it. And But we may have a listener that's saying, okay, I understand that, Tim, but I've got a team member that's not performing well, or we've got this project that's not going well. Do I just consistently affirm them? When do I get an opportunity to go, hey, this actually isn't going very well? So talk, talk to us about that. Well, as you know, I have started an effort to ban the phrase, to create a worldwide ban on the phrase constructive criticism. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's a complete oxymoron. And so I think it's important. But your point is really good. How do we give people contrary feedback? How do we 
give them uh, information that maybe they're not doing so well right. without engaging the amygdala. See, that's the key. So you're saying you can go around that. That's exactly what I'm saying is that you can go around the amygdala and you can get to the part of the brain which is creative and innovative and solves problems. And so the way you do that is with a term I've coined as alliance feedback. And alliance feedback has two dimensions. One is missional. In other words, if you agree with the mission of the organization, so I'm your boss, I say, look, I know you like what we do. I know you believe in it. I know that you think we're providing a great product or service. And so I'm, I'm glad about that. In order for you to really help us fulfill that mission, I think you need to do these things. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a way of going around that defensive. The amygdala has a negativity bias. An even more powerful way is aspirational feedback. And it says, look, Jeff, I know you aspire to get ahead. You aspire to uh, have a bigger job. You aspire to maybe someday have my job, which I think is a great idea. I'm all for that. In order for you to do that, I think you need to work on these things. And the way this was handled the other day in the meeting, I think, works against that. Mm-hmm. So... You can give a person contrary feedback, but it has to be done in the context of something that's important. Mm-hmm. And, and one other thing I'll mention about this, I interviewed a lot of CEOs for this new book, and almost to the person, they told me that uh, the, the boss that had been most helpful to them along the way was really hard on them. I mean, just brutally hard. But they said, I never doubted, even for a second, that that person was really for me. And so I could hear just about anything they wanted to tell me because I knew that they were really for me. They wanted me to get ahead and, and prosper in that organization. And in that, as as they say this, what they're saying is they're, that feedback they're, they're getting is is missional and aspirational. Yes. And the aspirational is they're for me personally, and then they're probably also saying, but they want me to succeed missionally in this organization. They're saying both things. Right. And as a result of putting in that context and really letting me know that, in fact, they are for me, uh, I can hear I can hear it not as criticism. I hear it as, hey, they're really trying to help me. Mm-hmm. So the pathway to extraordinary influence, what you're saying, is through affirmation. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. And it's something that we now know, based on very hard science, is completely effective, as well as what we just discussed. The other thing that's been extensively researched is this concept. I label it alliance feedback, but we just know that when we give feedback in connection with something that's important to that person, it's heard. So you've been traveling around. This book's been out for a few months now. What, what's been the feedback as you've gone in? I mean, you've gone into some really big organizations, some excellent, thriving organizations, but they're, they're, they're blowing and going. You know, they don't have time to, to sit around and, and, and waste time. But this is something that they're really going, no, this isn't a waste of time. This is actually leveraging time. So what's been the reaction? The reaction has been shockingly effective. I mean, I, I've really been stunned. I, never, I just never dreamed that people would grab onto these concepts so enthusiastically. And organizations for years have been filled with words of death. I mean, nobody would dispute that. It's Mm -hmm. just been part of the way that leaders have attempted to accelerate or step on the gas to get the company going. But people are starting to see that that does bring about a more toxic environment. And so as a result, they seem to be really responding to this. I mentioned to you earlier that they're even starting to see evidence that coaches who teach have better winning records than coaches who yell and scream. Hmm. I mean, so unpack that a little bit. 
Well, they're just starting to see evidence. They're starting to gather research and data. But, for example, Dabo Sweeney, who's the head coach at Clemson, is a teacher. And he's had an extraordinary run, just won the national championship yeah. in January. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, <laughs> depending on what, where you went to school. It's probably not affirming to the Clemson fans out yeah, there. Yeah, that's anyway. probably too. You, you're, you're kind of walking the line here, That's Jeff. right. That's right. <laughs> so the, um, the fact is that these coaches that teach and affirm and help people realize what their role is and how important it is get better results, have better winning records than those that yell and scream. Mm-hmm. I saw ESPN had something earlier in the basketball season about Coach Mike Shashevsky, and they were at a practice, and he was just sitting down at a, at a bench with one of his players and had his arm around him, and he was like, yeah, you know, when you do this, and I totally understand it, but if you'll do this, and the shot will go a little higher, and like, here's, here's the guy. You already have your name on the basketball court. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, and you're, you're, you, you might be the greatest basketball coach of all time. You know, there's John Wooden, obviously, as well, but... I, and I thought in that moment, he's teaching, he's he's affirming. You know, the other well-known coach who's done a very similar thing is Nick Saban. I mean, he's very outspoken about how he changed his coaching style six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's more of a teacher. He's more focused on helping players talk about what they want to do and what they want to accomplish and helping them do that. Which is a le- lesson in and of itself with the success that he has had and then saying six or seven years ago, I've decided to change my approach. That, that, that says a lot. Too many other teams that have beaten Georgia we're talking about. We need to talk about Kirby, Kirby Smart or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, um, so as you as you have this message, it's, it's affirmation. Can you give us some examples of, of you obviously you mentioned the core, but some specific examples of affirmations that you've seen, maybe examples even after writing the book? Well, I think examples of core are the languages when people's are firm for their integrity or their resilience. And I saw a leader recently say, this has been the most effective change that's ever occurred in our organization. And I want to thank you. And, and you can you can affirm individuals, but you can also affirm a whole company. Right. And so he was affirming this significant department that had implemented a rather remarkable change. And he went on for quite at length to talking about the resilience and the creativity and the the, the innovation that they had shown and the willingness to um, involve other people, you know, to, to respect. They'd shown respect. And so it, it was very powerful. And the thing that I say over and over again is that affirmation is what transforms us. Hmm. And so it transforms, transforms us for good. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. You, you also mentioned today in our meeting that this isn't exclusively for power positions, that you're the boss that that it's, it's across the board. So talk to us about that. Well, I, I think, number one, I think this is a great tool for corporate leaders, but it's also a great tool for parents or coaches or right, teachers. Right. Or, you know, anybody that's trying to bring out the best in someone else. We had a question in your group today about volunteers. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great way to uh, uh, get volunteers to bring out the best in them, to, to elevate their commitment, mm-hmm. is to affirm them for the things that they've done. So... I think that um, whether you can affirm a peer, you right. can affirm your boss. Mm-hmm. In other words, I think bosses don't get enough feedback from below. Mm-hmm. You can affirm a boss. You can affirm uh, people that report to you. So these are this is just a tool that I think we need to use more words of life. I feel like our whole political dialogue has just fallen apart. I mean, mm-hmm. the toxicity and the 
the criticism, the anger that's in our country, you know, it, it'd be just so easy to turn those words of death into words of life. Mm-hmm. And I think, we'd, I think we'd see much more happen of good in our country. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I love this. You, you can see this really resonated with our team today because it just makes sense. You, 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 it, it's, but it's, it's, it might be common sense, but it's not common. And so how can we – I love the fact, by the way, you mentioned this earlier, that you have the petition. Where, where can people sign the petition? Just go to DrTimIrwin.com. Okay. Dr. Tim Irwin, Irwin with an I. And uh, you can see my website. You can see the book. And there's uh, some downloadable resources on that website that are designed to help people. And I want you to give us a direct link to how – I mean, where, what's the, where's the best place to go uh, purchase the book? Uh, really, where anywhere online books are sold, or, or they're in bookstores as well, but certainly Amazon, Barnes and Noble, one eight hundred CEO Read okay. is a great place. Okay. So anywhere books are sold, that's awesome. And it's also an audio book. You know, I'm amazed at how many people are buying this book on audio. Mm-hmm. I guess they just you know they're in their car a lot. And we want we want you to go to Amazon though and leave a five star review. <laughs> that would be that's, great. That, if you, you could do that for the Launch University community, that would be great. And Tim, how, how can we follow along with you? Um, I have a newsletter, and okay. you can sign up on that website. Right. Uh, you can contact me at, through the at website. At drtimerwin.com. drtimerwin.com. I have a newsletter. I've got many thousands of subscribers. It's not a subscription. I mean, it's just sign up, and we send it, and we're uh, dealing with uh, really important topics. We're trying to, I mean, we, we know people don't have much time, so we're trying to write very short, pithy essays. That's great. So I would highly recommend this book, and I don't just say that. Uh, actually, uh, thanks to Tim, we uh, were able to provide a copy of the book to our Gwinnett Church team today. I've already read this book. That's why I, I had Tim to come in. It's extraordinary. And I think you're going to be really encouraged. This is, as Tim was saying, this is a words of life. And we, in the Launch University community, we want to be words of life people. We want to make the world a better place. And so you can't do that with words of death. So I love that analogy, Tim, of, 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 of words of life. And, and, and the truth about this is it really is brain research. I mean, this isn't like— Based on hard science. Yeah, yeah. This is, and I love that, that hard science is giving us some really helpful information. Well, Tim, thank you very much. Thanks, Jeff. Great being with and, you. And uh, afterwards, uh, we're going to find out what, his th- what he thought about David Farmer when he did his Chick-fil-A interview 25 <laughs> years ago. Well, David's had a great career. He has. He has. <laughs> Um, as always, speaking of reviews, you can leave us a review on iTunes or any of your um, podcast listening devices. And uh, we're grateful that you're part of Launch University. And I'll be back together with Shane and David and Kevin in a few days. We'll have another episode for you. And uh, But we're grateful that you're along for the ride. So remember, DrTimIrwin.com, get extraordinary influence. And we'll see you next time at Launch University. Thanks for listening to the Launch University podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.